What is going on, everybody? Welcome back to the Mind Over Macros podcast. As always, I am your host, Mike Milner. Happy New Year. This is the first episode, well, I should say the first recording of 2023, not necessarily the first episode, but it's nice to feel like we've got a fresh start. And I think this is officially four years that I've been doing, almost four years that I've been doing this show. So if you are an OG day one listener, thank you from the bottom of my heart. Even if you are a new listener and this is your first time hearing the show, thank you as well. Hope 2023 is an incredible year. And before we start acting like this is the year that we get everything we desire. I want to provide a quote from Stephen Bartlett that actually sums this up brilliantly. He said, I'm not viewing 2023 as the year I get everything. 2023 is the year I continue to plant seeds, develop my self-awareness, learn more, and take another step to becoming the best version of me. And I think if we all resonate and harness that message, It is truly the approach that we should all take because this is a time where it's very easy to fantasize about all the things that are going to come your way. And I hope it is the year that a lot of positive things come your way, but it is life. And life has a way of putting us in our place and humbling us and being uncertain and unpredictable. So with that, the things that we can control, we can control developing more self-awareness. We can control planting seeds that will help the future version of ourselves. We can control learning more and taking steps towards becoming the people that we want to become. Those are the things that we can control. A lot of the stuff we can't. So let's not make this a big, bold statement of this is the year that everything happens. I'm going to do it all. I know that that feels good because it comes with a dopamine hit, but let's check our biases at the door and and step into reality, which is a much more productive way of viewing things. So that's my little spiel so far for for the new year. Now I need to give something away. Uh, I've got some exciting stuff coming up in January that I'm going to get to. And then I want to give you my 23 for the year 2023. By the way, 23 is my favorite number. I was born on the 23rd of July. Everybody always assumed when I was playing sports and I would grab 23 as my jersey number for every sport that I played, they'd be like, oh, you like Jordan. And I'm like, well, you know, he is the greatest of all time. Uh, I don't think I had that context when I was younger, but everyone just assumed that I was hitching my wagon to Michael Jordan. And I was actually hitching my wagon to myself because I was born on the 23rd. So it's always been my favorite number. But yes, it's also the MJ year. It is my number. So I do hope that this is a special year for that, but but I'm going to give you my 23 life lessons to keep in mind or to work to. I don't even know if I should call them life lessons. Maybe it's things that I'm working on. Maybe these are just little tidbits of, of wisdom that I'm working on. I also want to say that this is not coming from the perspective that I have life all figured out. Quite the contrary. I feel like I don't know what the hell I'm doing. I feel like I am winging it sometimes. I'm doing the best I can. I make a lot of mistakes. I have a ton of decisions that I've made in my life that I can look back on and be like, what the hell were you thinking? So as I am on this journey to better understanding myself, as I'm on this journey to getting better as a person, to growing as an individual, I am sharing some of the things that I'm going through with you guys. So this is not me coming from the perspective of, hey, I've got life all figured out. So I'm going to 
come at it from my high horse. And I, I think that sometimes in this little crazy world that we live in, we have all these people who are like life coaches and spiritual coaches and gurus and whatever else. And, and a lot of times I feel like it comes, it, it sounds like it's coming from a holier than thou standpoint. Like, well, I've got life all figured out. So now I'm going to tell you exactly how you should live yours. And that rubs me the wrong way. So when I share these things, this is a personal journey that I'm on that I am sharing because I know that somebody listening will resonate or will take something away and be like, you know what? That is something that I really want to apply to my own life. So that's what I mean when I say life lessons. These are things that I am have learned and learning and am currently working on. Now, let me give some stuff away. As you know, hopefully by now, we do a supplement giveaway every single week. If you leave a five-star rating and review on Apple Podcasts, the way that you do that, you open your app, you go to the search function, you type in mind over macros, you click on my ugly face, and then you scroll all the way down until you find the ratings and reviews. You tap on the five stars or write a review. You tap on five stars, you write the review, and you hit submit. And then if I pick your name, you won. We actually are getting a little bit more uh, each week, which is beautiful. I appreciate that. This week's winner, you have a the choice. You can get a supplement from Organifi, from Cured, or from our own pop line of supplements. If I were to give you my top choices, I would say from Organifi, Gold Juice or Green Juice, from Cured, the Serendi gummies for sure, and from the pop line, our dopamine support or our sleep product. Those would be the, whatever that was, five, <laughs> pick from one of those five, but you can also make your own choices. Anyway, this week's winner, username is XOCHOA5, XOCHOA5. The review was titled, wow, with an exclamation point. I stumbled on this podcast about three months ago based on my listening preferences on Apple Podcasts. I'm so glad I did. I've been gobbling up the episodes since. I feel like I found my people. Been struggling with the extra weight and mental stuff heading into 50 this year and determined to make the changes. I feel like Mike's messages are just clicking. Keep on spreading the gospel. Thank you so much for that review. And that is an example of why I ask you guys to leave these reviews because as this individual mentioned, the podcast showed up on listening preferences on Apple Podcasts. That is the point. When you leave those reviews, it's more likely that the show will be recommended to others. The other thing that you can do in addition to leaving the review is following and subscribing to the podcast wherever you listen. So if you subscribe, if you follow, that means you'll get notified when episodes are released automatically, and that helps us show up in the algorithm for recommended shows. Um, so for this person, XOCHOA, Five, that's the username. Email me at mike at peakoptimizationperformance.com and I will get you all hooked up. So uh, for before I get into my 23 life lessons or things that I'm working on this year for the year 2023, I also wanted to plant a little seed about something that is coming very soon in the next couple of weeks. Number one, we have an app that is launching our own pop app. It will not be ready until this other announcement. We are launching a special never been done before challenge. I'm not going to give you all of the details, but I'm going to tell you, you are going to want to join. Take my word for it. Hopefully, you know by now that I've never led you astray. 
this is something to take very seriously when I say this, because I know that there's a lot of challenges starting right now. Our challenge will not actually begin until the end of January, like like very, very, very end of January. It will be open for registration in a couple of weeks. Now I'm going to tell you that we have some big names behind this initiative because it is an impactful initiative where we are really trying to do good in the world. We are trying to give back. We are trying to help those in need. If you are somebody that wants to support an important social cause, the social cause being world hunger, if you feel like you want to help those in need who have to deal with hunger, not by choice on a very deep level, this challenge is going to directly support a project called or a charity called The Hunger Project. The Hunger Project is a female-led charity that takes a person-first approach to fighting world hunger. They go into communities and they teach, they provide education, they provide workshops, not just aid. Of course, it's great when we provide food to those who need it, but that's a, a Band-Aid fix, in my opinion. And this charity kind of takes that same philosophy. What they want to do is get to the root of the issue empower the community to change as a whole by doing workshops, trainings, education, taking a person first approach. And that resonates so deeply with me. That's like, you know, a nutrition coach who just provides a meal plan. Well, you didn't teach anybody what to do. Sure. They could lose some weight, but they don't know how to actually eat to support their lifestyle and their goals. And how does this fit within the overall big picture and, and grand scheme of things? It's just a band-aid solution. Sure, it can pr produce a temporary result, but we want long-term, person-first approaches when it comes to, I mean, that's just a, a philosophy that I have about life in general. Like, let's get to the core. Let's get to the root cause. So the Hunger Project is doing that and doing an incredible job. So the challenge will directly support the Hunger Project. Now, I've recruited some of the top coaches and experts in the space not to name drop, but I'm going to name drop. So we've got the gym nurse, Shannon Collins. I know a lot of you follow her stuff. She's going to be involved. We've got Marcy Nevin, another person that has been on this podcast before and is a wealth of knowledge, especially with female hormones and gut health and going through uh, perimenopause. We also have Joe Sheehy and Cured Nutrition. When it comes to knowing yourself and increasing self-awareness and having a higher purpose. I don't think there's anybody more qualified than Joe uh, and, and what they're doing at Cured. We have Organifi, the brand, backing this whole initiative. We have uh, Aram, who is at Four Weeks to the Beach on Instagram, super knowledgeable coach. And am I leaving anybody out? Gosh, I hope not. <laughs> Plus, we have the entire pop team. So I brought in some of the top experts in the space. I brought in some of the top brands in the space to support this initiative because we are going to donate a substantial amount of money to the Hunger Project. Now, the cool part about this, this challenge is you achieving your goals will also increase the donation. And you'll have to hear what I mean when the challenge actually comes out, but there is going to be a direct connection between the results that we create and the money that we donate. The reason why this is powerful is because research tells us that if we are pursuing a purpose that is greater than ourselves, we are more likely to follow through and commit. Meaning if you have a deeper purpose, that's more than just you. It's a deeper purpose than just, I want this for me. 
And that purpose is something that you connect to. So if you are somebody that connects to helping those in need, doing good in the world, supporting a social cause, wanting to help those who who deal with hunger on a deep level every single day, not by choice, if that connects to you, then you will be more committed during the challenge. You will see better results and your results will directly contribute to more money to the hunger project. So it is a powerful way to create results for the challenge participants like yourself and to create a bigger impact for those in need. I will release all the details when registration is open. I will say that you'll probably want to act with urgency because we do, based off of fulfillment, we do have a cap. Now, I'm hoping that we don't have to use the cap, but I also don't want anybody to miss out. So I'm I'm telling you well in advance to pay attention. Follow me on Instagram at coach underscore Mike underscore Milner. Join the Facebook community, the personality diet and neurotype training. Listen to the podcast. Join the email list. If you want to go to neurotypetraining.com slash email, you can join the email list. These are all the ways to stay informed and to be the first to know when the challenge registration is open. I'm also going to be doing some joint lives with some of those coaches and experts that I named on on Instagram, and they will also be involved in helping to support uh, and provide guidance through the challenge and beyond. I I can't tell you how excited I am for this. I've done a lot of challenges before. Uh, I've I've created a lot of challenged challenges. I've participated in a lot. This I believe this is the first of its kind, especially when you hear a little bit of the specifics about how we're attaching results to the donation. It's pretty cool. Um, I think it'll be powerful stuff. So just pay attention for now. There's no action to take other than put it in the back of your mind, put it in your calendar to be aware in a couple of weeks and to be prepared for the very end of January to get started. Now, as I mentioned, the app is going to coincide with that. So a lot of the delivery will happen in our new app. JK is doing the programming for the challenge. We have uh, coaches directly prescribing your nutrition plan through the challenge. There's going to be the whole community aspect. You'll have a messaging platform through the challenge. You'll be able to track and log your workouts through the challenge. You'll be able to, I mean, through the app, you'll be able to track and log your nutrition through the app. Like we have everything covered from a fulfillment standpoint. So that those two things will coincide the app release with the challenge release. And I, I could not be more excited. All right. Enough with the long-winded intro. I just wanted to, to put that out there because it's it's coming and it is going to be epic. And I don't want you to miss out. All right. So 23 life lessons. And I am just going to fire these off. I hope that they resonate. I would actually love to hear which ones resonate with you more and which ones you're going to implement for yourself. These are all things that I'm working on that I've learned, that I am learning, and that I want to make a big part of my plan for 2023. Number one, self-awareness. Self-awareness is the single greatest attribute for success. If you know yourself better, your odds of success exponentially increase. This has been shown over and over again in every form of research, psychology research, when you look at um, any type of result, goal achievement, Self-awareness always comes back to like the underlying root cause of why success was achieved. So develop it. 
Develop self-awareness through journaling, through walking and reflecting, through trying new things to see what you like and dislike um, through therapy. That's been a huge one for me is going through therapy and, and learning myself on a deeper level. So that's number one, develop more self-awareness. Number two, stress is the ultimate goal destroyer. If, if self-awareness is the ultimate goal achiever, then stress is the ultimate goal destroyer. You have to now with stress, there's always going to be some stress in your life and it will fluctuate. Sometimes in your life, you're going to be crazy high stress. Sometimes it'll be low stress. Here's the thing. It's not necessarily about the quantity of stress because it's a little bit subjective. Like perceived stress is still stress, but you have control over your perception. So learn coping mechanisms and become more resilient to stress. The way that you do that is by practicing stress relief mechanisms or habits like breathing, journaling, writing, therapy, uh, reading, listening to music, going for walks, all of these things to you know, self-reflection time. Understand how to manage and mitigate stress and then also try to work on your mindset around stress. If you notice that you get overwhelmed easily, you probably need to be more resilient, which means you just need to practice dealing with stress and your perception around stress. It is a skill that can be developed over time. But you also have control over, like, if you're constantly dieting and that's creating stress, then stop doing that. If you're training seven days a week and not recovering, stop doing that. If you're not taking time for self-reflection to unwind, to decompress, start inserting those things into your life. Number three, ride the wave. This has to do with emotional processing. We are very emotional beings. We are reactive. We are biased. We are really poor at predicting future emotional states. We are really poor at self-forgiveness and acceptance. We love to use judgment, guilt, and shame, and those are very unproductive. So riding the wave means that when you have an emotional response to something and you catch yourself in that emotional response, instead of trying to suppress it, instead of trying to fight it, instead of trying to push it away... Treat it like a wave and ride that motherfucker out. Just think of it as a wave that will eventually crash and dissipate. Now, you can go through a process of identifying what is this emotion that I'm feeling? Where do I feel it in my body? What is this trying to teach me? And what am I trying to tell this emotion? Because you get the final say. You also have to learn that your thoughts and emotions do not dictate your behaviors. Only if you let them. They don't have to. If you treat it like a wave, you can ride the wave and then you can make a decision and take an action that aligns with what you ultimately desire. So learn how to ride the wave when it comes to emotional processing. Number four, lean into the uncomfortable feeling. You know that uncomfortable feeling that swirls around in your gut and you're like, oh, I don't know, this, this is really uncertain and unpredictable. Lean into that and do it anyway. I'm going to throw out the Virginia Satir quote, most prefer the certainty of misery to the misery of uncertainty. We will do anything we can to stay comfortable, to stay in a predictable state. It is not helpful. It is not useful. The only thing it does is it keeps you stuck. It keeps you in your current situation. And if your current situation is not where you want to be, then by definition, you have to make a change. So when you feel that uncomfortable feeling, you're like, this scares me. This makes me uncomfortable. This maybe challenges me. 
lean into that feeling and remember that those feelings don't have to dictate your behaviors or actions. You can feel the feelings, you can ride the wave of those feelings, and then you can choose to do it anyway. And it does take practice. Number five, action is greater than contemplating, reading, or learning. You will be much more productive by doing versus thinking. Now, that's not to say that I want you to make mindless decisions. What I am saying is that inaction is the worst decision that you can make. Making a decision, pick a shoulder and go. Do something. You will learn so much more by doing and failing than by contemplating or reading more or learning more, going through this mental masturbation where you just keep feeding yourself more information and you end up more confused than ever. Action will always win at the end of the day. That is how you starve your problems. That is how you shut off the oxygen supply to your problems. Let's see what number are we on. One, two, three, four, five, six. We are playing an infinite game. Now, a lot of you know that I'm a sports fan and it's easy to think of our goals and our life as a game, right? There's four quarters and, you know, you have midlife crises and like, you know, we think of it like a football game. Uh, it's like, all right, well, where are we at? Are we at halftime? When does this game end? And you might say, oh, the game ends when we die. But in reality, we are playing an infinite game. Yes, we at some point the lights will shut out, but we don't know when that time is. So it's not like we can look at the clock and say, okay, we've got two minutes left in the fourth quarter. Let's go to this hurry up offense. You can't do that because you don't know how long and how much time you have left, which means we are playing an infinite game. This is an infinite game. Why is that important? Because we got to stop viewing this in terms of a finish line. We have to stop viewing this in terms as, as a start and an end. When you set goals, you often only think about the finish line and the outcome. You don't look at the game itself, like playing the game. That's the infinite game. Is, is that, does that make sense? It sounds strange, but playing the game is the game. It's the joy of playing the game. That's the infinite game that we're playing. There, there is no start and end date. There is no finish line. We don't know when our last breath will be. So embrace the process of this whole thing. Embrace the game. Play the game for the love of the game. Number seven, get familiar with the future you. One of the biggest things that determines if somebody will make a poor decision based off of instant gratification versus delayed gratification is treating the future version of themselves like a stranger. If the future version of yourself is unknown and is a stranger, you will make more decisions that sacrifice them, that put them in a worse spot because, well, it's a stranger, right? You don't know them, but it's you. So get familiar with that person. Write a letter to the future version of you. Write a letter from the future version of you. Think of a memory that the future version of you has. Like start to get really comfortable and familiar with that person. Also remember, that person will not make better decisions. The reason why that's important is because if you say, I'm only like, I'm going to skip the gym this week. I'm only going to go twice this week, but that's okay because I'll go five times next week. No, that is, that is basically saying that the future version of you will make better decisions than the current version of you, which is inaccurate. That's a bias. So get comfortable and familiar with that person. Recognize that if you make this decision now, you'll probably repeat that decision again. If you make the decision now, you'll probably repeat the decision then. Not always, but most of the time, it's true. 
Again, this has been studied and researched. I'm reporting it because I am practicing it myself. I've made way too many decisions that have put the future me in a tough and precarious spot, and I'm done with it. So what I've done is I've gotten really comfortable and familiar with who the future version of me is, and I want that person, I want that version of Mike to be taken care of. And then when we get there, I'll have to continue that process. It's not a one and done. It's a constant evolution of learning and redefining and getting re-familiarized uh, with that future version of you. I keep losing count. I probably should have numbered these. Where are we at? One, two, three, four, five, six, seven. Now we're on number eight. Approach failure with curiosity instead of judgment. Approach failure with curiosity instead of judgment. Failure is the best learning opportunity. This one's pretty straightforward. When you fail, it's not an identity thing. It's just an event. And what that means is that if you're curious about why that event occurred, you can take a lot of information away from that and apply it. So instead of judging yourself, just be curious. Take a scientific approach versus a dogmatic one. Number nine, change your environment. If your current environment is not serving you, the people in it, social media, uh, the news that you consume, the physical environment that you're change it. Set up your environment for success. If you are listening, like if you listen to my podcast and my podcast makes you feel really shitty about yourself, stop listening. If it empowers you, keep listening and spread the love. If you're following somebody on social media and you get offended by what they post, stop following them. If you find yourself playing the comparison game because of what people are posting, stop following. You have control over what you put in your brain, what you read. You have control over your environment, your physical environment, your social circle, social media. Cultivate your environment for success. My God, I'm really, I apologize. Two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine. We're on number 10. Your results won't change if your identity stays the same. A lot of us have this identity thing where we have these thoughts about ourselves that were developed at a young age and we continue to repeat them. And it's sometimes it's not even our own voice. It was just an imposed identity uh, that we embraced and subconsciously just allowed it to become our truth. Your brain will always seek confirmation for your identity. So if you really want to change your behaviors, if you want to really, if you want to change your outcomes, you want to change the success in your life, it starts with who you are. It starts with your identity. You have to go back and, and unlearn and refute the current identity that's not serving you and build a new identity. Uh, number 11, it's always your responsibility. Might not always be your fault, but it's always your responsibility. Playing the victim might feel comforting, and maybe you are a victim. Maybe something happened to you where you were just like, I always use the example of getting hit from behind. You're stopped at a red light. You're parked where you should be. You know, you're, you're stopped. You're doing all the things. You're following the law. And somebody smashes into the back of your car. You are a victim in that circumstance, right? Now, there's obviously worse things that you could be a victim of. However, that is a situation where you didn't ask for that. You were doing what you were supposed to do and somebody fucked up. doesn't matter. It is still your responsibility. It's always your responsibility. I know that it feels good to be like, this happened because of that person or this situation or that scenario. We always want to point out the window and we never want to point in the mirror. It's hard to be like, even though this happened to me, 
I am still in control and I can still take responsibility for what happens from here. It's a difficult mindset shift, but always remember it's your responsibility. Might not be your fault, but it's always your responsibility. Number 13, attention and time are important currencies, more valuable than money. Be aware of where you spend them. Time is that currency that we can't get any more of. You can always make more money. Attention, everyone's fighting for your attention. Attention is a currency. You have total control over where you give your attention to, who you give your attention to, what you give your attention to. Spend wisely. Those two currencies are more valuable than money. And yet so many times we sacrifice time and attention and energy and other currencies for the sake of money. And then what happens? You spend the money somewhere else that's not serving you. You think you're saving it, but you end up spending it elsewhere because you are caught in this pattern of not valuing other currencies over money until you start to value time over money. And still, until you start to value attention over money, you will always spend your time and attention in ways that do not serve you because they are lower on your priority list. You have to flip that script. You have to put them higher up. Now you're going to, now a lot of you are probably like, well, yeah, screw you, Mike. I have bills to pay. I'm not saying don't pay your bills. I've, I'm saying there's a good chance. You're probably spending on things that aren't serving you. You are probably trading money. You're probably saving some money in the short term and sacrificing time and sacrificing attention and sacrificing energy. And if you spent that money on ways that can save you time and save you energy and save your attention for what truly matters, I have a hunch that more money would come your way and that you would be spending on things that you actually need and not things that are simply wants. That is just my opinion. It's something that I am working on as well. I'm not coming at this again from my high horse. I'm saying these are things that I am also doing too. Um, I think I'm on 15, but I'll find out if the numbers don't add up. Uh, Number 15, motivation is fleeting. Practice the five-minute rule. You're never going to be motivated all the time. It is an emotion. It is an emotion just like any other emotion. It will come and go. Typically, motivation will happen after you take action. But even if there's a, a situation where you're like, you know what? I really want to clean my room, but I'm just not motivated to do it. Practice the five-minute rule. Give yourself five minutes. Set the timer. Five minutes. I'm going to do this for five minutes. And if I don't want to do it anymore, I'm done. But if you start for five minutes and you feel like you can keep going, then keep going. The five-minute rule is is tangible because your brain is like, I can do anything for five minutes. If you don't feel like going outside for a walk, five-minute rule, I'm going to walk for five minutes. And then once you start, your brain is going to be like, oh, this isn't as bad as I thought it would be. Now that you're actually doing it, you'll probably go longer, but you don't have to. You can legit just do it for five minutes and stop. Practice the five-minute rule. Number 16, most people regret the decisions they didn't make versus the ones they did. Do more things that you don't want to do. Now, I'm not saying that people don't have regrets for decisions or things that they did. I have regrets for things that I did, but regret informs. Okay. So uh, when you find yourself regretting certain things, you know, use that information. But also, when people are surveyed on their deathbed, most people, like the vast, vast majority of people say, I regret not living. I regret the decisions that I didn't make, meaning I should have 
taken that trip. I should have booked that vacation. I should have done that course. I should have uh, hired that coach. I should have done this thing with my family that we always wanted to do, right? There's all these things that you just keep putting off and you delay and you punt and you, and you sit on the fence and you don't do it. Those will be the regrets when you don't, when you look back, the things that you didn't do, the things that you passed on, those are going to be the bigger regrets. I can tell you like an easy one for me, I could have done a semester abroad in college in Australia. And for some reason, I thought that graduating on time was more important. And I don't know what the hell I was thinking at the time, but it was like, I had this amazing opportunity that I missed out on. I regret that. I don't, I don't, I don't look back and I'm like, oh, thank goodness I graduated in four years from Maryland. Like, who cares? Who cares if it took me five? Who, t- who cares if it took me six? By the way, it would have only been one extra semester that I would have had to do. What is the big deal? I don't know, but stupid ass Mike at the time made that decision. So most people will regret the decisions they didn't make, meaning the opportunities that they passed on versus the opportunities that they took advantage of. Uh, number 17, the biggest source of frustration is likely expectation misalignment. Your expectation of people, your expectation of results. You know, if if somebody frustrates you, it's likely more a result because of the expectations you have on them. Instead of just letting them be who they are, you probably have misaligned expectations. When you are frustrated by your results, you're probably misaligned with the expectations. Your expectations and reality are misaligned. You probably think that this process should happen way quicker than it actually does. You probably think the results should be much greater than they actually are. There's probably a lot of, or the expectations of what you're doing, like you might think that you're really dialed in, but you're actually not. There's a misalignment in expectations that often leads to frustration. That's usually the number one source of frustration is typically, most of the time, expectation misalignment. Number 18, remember, you did the best you could with the information you had at the time. Regret informs. So use that information to do better now and in the future. When you look back, it's okay to say, I regret that decision like we just talked about. What's not okay is to not learn from it and to continue to repeat the same mistakes. And the reason why this is so important, especially in what I do, is that I did that for 10 years when it came to dieting. And I see other people doing it for 20, 30, 40 years when it comes to dieting. Look back at those programs. When you look back at programs that you did that weren't successful, where you lost weight and gained it back, and you regret those things, let that inform you and do better now and in the future. So use it as information to apply to your current situation to make better decisions right now. Well, where are we at? Let's see, 18 um, or 17. I can't remember. I think we're on 17. When in doubt, make someone else feel better. Uh, That's pretty straightforward. It feels good to help other people feel good. When you're not feeling like yourself, when you are having a bad day, when things are not going your way, just make somebody else feel better. And you'll be like, oh shit, I actually feel really good right now. Uh, Number 18, if your espoused values don't match your values in action, in, in other words, the things that you think are your values, the things that you say are your values, aren't matching your values in action, in practice, nothing else matters until you bridge that gap. That cognitive dissonance will create internal turmoil. And until you bridge that gap, nothing else matters. If you constantly say you want something, if you 
speak about your values and then your actions say something else, you will always be unhappy and unfulfilled. Here's a simple example. I can say that family is the most important thing in the world to me, but if I am constantly making decisions that take me away from my family, that will create a cognitive dissonance that will create internal turmoil. You have to bridge that gap. What are your values? And then how can we put those values in in real action? Once you're aligned, everything else will make sense. Number 19, laugh more. If you don't have someone in your life that makes you laugh every day, find them. It doesn't have to be a spouse. Maybe your spouse isn't that funny. That's okay. Not everybody can be with me and, and be with someone who's hilarious all the time. Um, I can say that Mel makes me laugh every single day, but I have other people in my life that I can also go to, my friends, my family. I can look at you know TV and comedy shows and stand-up. Like, if you're not seeking out laughter daily, you are missing out on something fundamentally joyous about life. So find that in a person or a, a show or stand or something, some way to laugh every single day. Uh, let's see. Are we on 20? I think we're on 20. Play your game. You got to know what your game is. You have to play your game. Comparison is a losing battle. And it's not, you know, everyone says comparison is the thief of joy. And, and there's truth to that, but it's not the inherent comparison. It's because when you compare and you start doing something someone else's way, you've already lost because you're playing by their rules. When you are playing someone else's game, you're losing, like using a sports analogy. Let's say there's a football team that is like their identity is running the ball. And then there's this other team that's like having an undefeated season or they're the best team in the league and they're like pass heavy. And the, the run identity team is like, well, shit, they are, they're having a better season than we are. So maybe we should start passing more and they lose their identity and they will lose more games because they are not playing their game. They've already lost. They're not playing their game. It's okay if you lose a game by sticking to your game, right? If you know what your game is and you lose by playing your own game, that's easier to deal with than comparing and be like, I'm going to play by that person's rules. By the way, why do you think diets are so unsuccessful? A big part of that is because you are playing by somebody else's rules. You're not playing your own game. When you're like, hey, should I do keto? Is that your game or is that just what you think you're supposed to be doing? That's somebody else's game. Of course, it's not going to work for you. That's not your game. You got to know what your game is or find somebody who can help you identify how to play your game. That is what coaching should be about, by the way. Coaching should not be, I'm going to insert my way of doing things on everybody. Coaching should be, I'm going to learn about you and help you identify your game so that you can play your game your way to create the results that you desire, because that's how it's going to last forever. Exit soapbox. <laughs> 21. Listen more than you speak. It's ironic since I'm sitting here spewing word vomit on all of my life lessons here, but uh, it's something that I've recognized in myself through therapy and journaling is that when I'm when I'm when I uh, am in a conversation and if I'm in an argument or a debate or whatever, I have this tendency where I I'm like listening with the intent to respond. I'm listening with the intent to respond. I'm listening so that I can jump back in and prove my point. And one thing that I've really tried to embrace is that I don't need to be right. It's more 
impactful to be helpful or useful. So I catch myself when my brain, and, and the, sometimes it's better than others. I still fall into this habit. I still fall into a, a reactionary, like I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to speak to win and be right. But I catch myself when I see my brain is going there. I take a step back and I'm like, listen, just listen. Listen to their perspective. Try to understand. And that goes into number 22, which is seek to understand before trying to be understood. I think that we we can all do better. Like part of the issue with with social media is that people jump in in the comment section and get into these arguments and everyone is just trying to be understood. Nobody is trying to understand. Nobody is looking at it like I wonder what this person is trying to say. How can I understand things from their perspective? Everyone wants to jump in and be understood. And I get it. It feels good to be like, "Hey, I'm going to prove my point. Now you now I win. I can, you know, beat my chest or whatever. It is so much more effective when it comes to communication if you come from a place of seeking to understand before trying to be understood. And number 23, celebrate when bad shit doesn't happen. This is one of my favorite ones because we love the milestones. We love the, the big you know, we celebrate anniversaries, we celebrate birthdays, we celebrate 50 pounds of weight loss, we celebrate achievements, we celebrate first place trophies. I'm not saying that you should not celebrate those things. What I'm saying is that you should also recognize the impact of when bad shit doesn't happen. Like if you just have a day and it was a standard day, you got your walk in, you ate pretty well. It wasn't perfect, but you did a pretty good job and you stayed pretty consistent with your workouts and whatever. Like you just had a solid day across the board and nothing really changed. There's no milestone. There's no magical thing that happened. You just had a day that was pretty good. Celebrate that shit. When bad shit doesn't happen, you should absolutely be celebrating. A lot of us self-sabotage and blow ourselves up. And it's because we're waiting for the big milestone. We're waiting for the big achievement. We're waiting for that big dopamine hit, the pot of gold at the end of the rainbow. And when you're waiting for that and you get in this cycle, it creates a feedback loop of only being worthwhile when you hit those big milestones. And then typically we self-sabotage and we start back at square one because then it's easier. Like if I'm back at square one, it's easier for me to hit the 10 pound milestone. It's easier for me to make this, this big, bold change. But if you just celebrate when bad shit doesn't happen, you're more likely to appreciate the journey and the process and the average day that actually moves things forward more than anything else. Those average days that don't seem spectacular, that are just normal days, those are the things that actually move it forward. So celebrate when bad shit doesn't happen. And I'm going to give you number 24 as a bonus. My bonus one is invest in quality, invest in quality people, invest in quality companies, invest in quality causes, invest in quality brands. If you are looking for quality, nobody does it better than Cured. By the way, my segues are pretty on point. Like how I how, how I brought that over to Cured, um, and now I just ruined it because I talked about the segue. But it's okay. Cured Nutrition is leading the way when it comes to quality and helping people recover better, 
manage their stress more effectively, sleeping better, dealing with anxiety. Cured is leading the charge. They are changing the supplement space in a positive way. And again, this is about the root cause. When we get to the root cause of what is impacting people, it's our it's our lifestyle. It's the stress that we're dealing with. So Cured has you covered when it comes to reducing stress, improving sleep, better focus, better peace of mind. The ways that you can do that, you can get their products. Number one, you can get their broad spectrum CBD if you struggle with anxiety. You can get their serenity gummies if you struggle with sleep. They also have Zen caps and night caps for, for those who are really sleep deprived or need some help with sleep quality. But the serenity gummies to me are number one, the broad spectrum CBD. You can try their rise product if you need help focusing. CuredNutrition.com. Use code POPFAM at checkout. P-O-P-F-A-M. That's CuredNutrition.com. Use code POPFAM. Get your 20% off. Go get you some Serenity gummies. Get you some broad spectrum CBD. Get you some night caps or Zen caps. Get you some Rise. If you need help focusing, it is a part of my daily routine. The Cured products. I have one of their Euphoria drinks sitting right here with me. I drink one every morning. I take the Serenity gummies every night. If I need a little additional sleep boost, I'll take the nightcaps or the Zen caps. The broad spectrum CBD is great for when I'm feeling a little bit anxious. I can take it in the morning. I can take it in the afternoon or the evening. It just helps to calm the brain down. Go to curednutrition.com. Use code POPFAM. Get your 20% off. There you have it. Happy New Year, everyone. I hope that these were helpful. I hope that this resonated in some way. Those are 23. I don't even know if I numbered them correctly because I stupidly put them in my notes and I didn't put numbers next to them. So again, I'm going to use that as a learning opportunity to do better next time, right? Failure equals opportunity to learn. Approach it with curiosity. I made a mistake and now I'm going to do better next time. Hopefully this was helpful and uh, I will talk to you guys very soon.